0: Good evening, everybody. It is Monday, July 18th, over here in Kingdom of Loathing Land, and it's time for 10 dozen minutes with Jick and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jick is Jick, and we're going to call him right now. Hello, sir. Hello. I feel it only fair to warn you that we are all the way live. All the way live? Yes. I'm Jick. Jick. I'm Mr. Skullhead.
1: How's it going, Mr. Skullhead?
0: I'm feeling pretty good. We uh, got the first episode of Family Hot Dog in the bag last night. That was pretty cool. I also got myself pretty well in the bag last night, so that was, that was good, too. What were you drinking? Just beers, like uh, a bunch of them. What kind of beer? In a row. Uh,
1: Grain Belt Premium, the beer,
0: the beer of Minnesotan champions.
1: Oh, yeah? What was that brewery that we went to? Sun, right, de-
0: Suncoast, uh, uh, Shell. Shell? No. Summit.
1: Summers? Summit? Summit. Sh- Shell a brewery? That's a gas station. Oh, uh, right, I- I'm thinking of the time that we went and drank a bunch of gasoline together.
0: Yeah, and we toured the facility to learn how gasoline is made. And that 92
1: through. proof uh, stuff fucked me up.
0: It was the diesel for me. Uh, I can process a decent amount of octane, but, yeah, that was just weird. Plus, it's harder to get the spigot in
1: your mouth. Yeah, it's bigger. I mean, you know, if you're not used to having things like that in your mouth, it's harder.
0: Yeah, so not for me personally, but for people.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, sorry about, the, sorry about the delays there, folks. I was, uh, not, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of laying in a rat's nest of cables in a bed. I needed to move to a room that wasn't going to be filled with multiple truckloads of uh, stuff being hauled in by multiple carloads of people. Oh, right, right. Because um, uh, the the next few hours are when the shit starts to hit the massive fan that is San Diego Comic-Con two thousand two k 11 Which itself 2000... is
0: full of massive fans of various massive properties. Yeah. Um, are we yeah, hosting yeah. Uh, uh, the... MC Frontalot again this year? Is he in our, our uh, apartment?
1: He is. Awesome. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Well, we uh, this place this place is pretty slick. We're cramming we're cramming four people into each of some bedrooms. Uh, so you said you were bringing me uh, you said you were bringing me some earplugs for your crazy chainsaw ass snoring times, right?
0: Yeah. Is there a balcony? Because after the first night, I have a feeling
1: you're gonna want me to sleep on that. Yeah, there is a balcony. Um, gets a lot of morning sunlight, which is good. Wake your ass right up. There's a roof. Uh, there's a roof right above us that. Uh, they finally, they put up signs that said, do not allow, please do not allow your dog to defecate in this area. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to put up another sign next to that sign that said, the fact that you had to be told this means that you are a fuckface. <laughs> right. Fuck face. That you should not own a dog of any kind. Yep. That's just true of everybody here. Man, so many dogs. So many dogs. Like, when I... I've been getting up fairly early. I mean, you know, fa- fairly early on a weekend, which is to say, like you know, eight or sure. eight thirty. <clears throat> and there are so many people. I like every morning that I that I'm head down the elevator to go get a cup of coffee. There is like some really unhappy looking hungover person taking their dog out for a walk. His <laughs> dog doesn't let you sleep. It's okay. like a baby.
0: Yeah, you know, it's, it's been said. Like I, I tend to make fun of people with dogs and point out the downsides to owning a dog and frequently they will say well, you know, you have a kid and that has a lot of the same downsides and, and in fact even more so and, uh, I don't know I think also thinking that those two things are equal is another sign of, of the mental illness that it takes to own a dog
1: but, uh, I don't you know, I don't have a problem with dog owners, I, I, I think I have a problem with irresponsible dog owners and I, I know that I would be an irresponsible dog owner and that's why I don't have a dog
0: Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, the the dog owner who's constantly complaining that, you know, can't leave the house or have to get up early or. Yeah, I guess I would not be an
1: irresponsible dog owner. If I had a dog, I would take care of it, but I would just not. I would be unhappy about it all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's not some dog's fault. He didn't choose to be born. It's not like a not like a human baby who was flipping through that book in heaven and picked out his parents. Yep.
0: It's weird how many babies opt for the, like, 14-year-old single mother. Yeah,
1: that is weird. That must be a really and good it, description in the catalog. And, like, the number that decide to be born in Africa with AIDS. That's, yeah. That's, like, what are, what are those well, what the, are those angels thinking? That's, like, the baby equivalent of a hardcore oxyron. Oh, right, right. I just want to get this the fuck over with. Could, could, I, could I be born uh, to a woman who is in the process of falling to her death from the top of a tall building? I'm going to do a speed run. It's going to be kind of hard, but it'll be over quickly.
0: Uh, Glad we got that so, rolling
1: right away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, uh, people people are showing up uh, with, with loads of things. Uh, this apartment is, we, we spent a bunch of time cleaning the apartment today so that it can just immediately have a tornado of crap dumped into it. Right, but you got to have, like, the floor space so that all the crap doesn't just get dumped on, on top of each other, Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it has to be, you know, it, the, we have this problem where we have to show up here, unload the truck, so that shit doesn't get stolen in between when the truck is unloaded and reloaded, the yeah. same way to, to drive to the convention center. Uh, so you got to so, take the matrix and load it, and then you got to reload yes. it. Uh uh-huh. And then you have. And a then revolution. at the end, we have to drive in circles around uh, the, the the convention center in in you know a, a few revolutions. Uh, and then later on, one of us is going to switch genders.
0: Mm-hmm. I vote for Wait, uh, hot sorry.
1: stuff. Uh, yeah, he's he's halfway there already. Right. Uh, what, what is is? Uh, I don't know. It's probably not gender or something, right? Did I did I did I mess that up? I feel like I always mess that up. I think it's it's gender reassignment surgery. Oh, it is okay. So it is your gender that you're changing when you cut your dick off. Sure. I was I was happy to see a bunch of people uh saying that Dan Savage was a transphobic bigot because he suggested that somebody wait a couple of years until their kid is 18 before he has gender reassignment surgery. Huh? And that was mean.
0: If anybody Me can take Dan care Sav- of himself though he can.
1: Dan Savage doesn't uh doesn't want anybody to be happy. Um uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess the, we load in tomorrow. We go and we build We build some booths. We make some magic happen. Excellent. I got a much uh, more straightforward and hopefully much more reliable version of the uh, monster tentacles in the animated Lego sign. The skeleton looked yeah, promising. We, we keep calling that the Lego sign, but ideally people don't know it's made of Legos. Although everybody thinks it's cooler when they find out it's made with Legos. Yeah, they stop by and go, whoa, how are you doing that? And, and they then go, they look inside and they're like, whoa, mom, it's Legos. Whoa, mom. Cause, uh, because Keanu Reeves is always there with his mom. <laughs>
0: right. It would be kind this of is... interesting, I guess, if it were like a, a machine that you had made out of like carefully ground down and and like die stamped and shit pieces of metal. Mm-hmm. That would be like if Cory Doctoro came by and said, whoa, what's that made out of? legos fuck that <clears throat> i know that isn't steampunk then you can they... be all no no these are we scanned in a bunch of legos and we put the designs up for free on shapeways and then we down we 3d printed our own building blocks that uh you know are uh a protected yeah, we crowdsourced, derivative.
1: We crowdsourced yeah. the 3d printing though we were like all right Hundreds of people, all with a 3D printer. Let's gather together in on the subway with no pants on, and each of us brings one of these uh, Legos. Only they're not Legos; they're uh, they're Creative Commons licensed uh, Maker bricks. Maker bricks, yes. Um, maker Maker bricks sounds like a, uh, a euphemism for poops.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna Did hit you that, know I'm gonna hit that girl so
1: hard. A I'm gonna make k- her brick. <laughs> Did you, ever, did you ever know anybody who referred to having to poop as having to make?
0: Having to make? No. No. Ah,
1: huh. okay. Good. Good. I think I just
0: made that up. We were, uh... The world is sick the other day. Growing up, we were, uh, doing
1: jobbies. Doing jobbies? Jobbies, yeah. Like you and, you and your siblings? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was just pooping.
0: Yeah, poop was considered too, uh... Secular. Yeah, too gauche, you know, the the same way that we didn't say fart,
1: mm-hmm. and we didn't say butt. We wouldn't say poop. Did you say what did you say instead of butt?
0: Is it like bottom, behind, or backside? Focus. Ass. Now, when my mom tells me not to say
1: butt, I'd say ass instead. Shit, hatch. Right. You're Richard Hatch. <laughs> Ooh, got him right in the Richard Hatch. That would be your Dick Hatch. Uh, sure. Your cross. That would be hatch. your Dick. Hatch. Your cross patch. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so then uh, fart. Did you did you break wind? Did you pass gas? Toot. Oh, I uh, when I was a kid, it was lettuce stinker. Yeah. And then it became lettuce fart. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why I didn't ever just just go. You know, it was like bust a nut turned into just nut as a verb right Right. it's like let a fart turned into just fart as a verb yeah you're okay with farts
0: it took a long time a for me to understand that, that, that fart had permeated into culture that farts permeate farther far enough into a pillow that uh, never mind that you, so you get get pink yep so you saw yourself a movie
1: what did you see uh, I forgot for Horrible Bosses was it any good it was, it was good. Um, the reviews were all like, uh, "It's very uneven. It's funny in parts, but not. But but misses the mark in parts, but is sort of rescued by its all-star cast." Uh, one thing, Jesus Christ, uh, Bob Newhart is old as shit. He'd have he to be, he yeah. had a cameo, and it looked like he was just really struggling to stay upright to deliver huh. the lines.
0: Well, sure. Is it those shows in the eighties? He was. And his it seemed like he had to be about 50 or so by the time Newhart came along
1: yeah and that was the 80s which now are 30 years ago Donald Sutherland was uh, in it and still looking hale and hearty
0: hmm that's funny because was old it, as fuck out uh, stammering
1: that's funny because what
0: that's weird because he's as old as fuck too
1: yep yeah. yep yeah. huh. I think it's the beard yeah
0: it makes Long you look older until you're old.
1: Later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was good, though. Uh, you know, it had... Uh, do you do you watch or have you watched any It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I watched one night.
0: Uh, Mara and Adam came over with the DVDs, and we watched, like, five episodes in
1: a row, and I thought they were really funny, but I haven't watched any of them since. Yeah, I, I've not been avoiding them, and, you know, I, I didn't think it was bad when I watched it. It seemed to just be, like... I don't know, fart jokes, Seinfeld, kind
0: of. (laughs) It was a little exhausting to watch because everybody talks so fast.
1: Yeah, but that was okay. After a while, I got into it. It's good for your brains. Uh, It's good for your language development. So you should you should expose your infant to it, and you should expose yourself to an infant.
0: Right.
1: Um. The the premise. You know. Okay. So like. And they, they they lampshade this like the premise of it's like, all right, this one guy's boss is a is an asshole, uh, and this other guy's boss is an asshole, and this other guy's boss is just a super hot woman who constantly wants to fuck him, and so nobody has any sympathy for that guy. It's a little I don't yeah. know. I don't know how I feel about about the, the basic premise. Executed pretty well though. Hmm. I thought it was funny throughout. I, I laughed out loud at a number of jokes. They tended to just be like throwaway lines with dudes reacting to each other, like the same things that I think are funny about, like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Like it's not, it's not the thing that's going on. That's like, oh ho, look at how random this adjective noun pair that we decided this show was about <clears> is going to be. But the like straight man's reaction to something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, it was pretty good. Jason Jason Bateman Jason Bateman brings a touch of class to just about anything. He does. He definitely does. Did you see the movie Extract?
0: No, I still haven't seen uh, Idiocracy either. I'm a little behind on my Judge dreads.
1: Oh, was Extract Mike Judge? Yeah, it was. Yep. Idiocracy is another one of those movies that's got office space super troopers syndrome, I think. Where it has a central relationship story that's kind of conventional and drags the whole thing down? Yeah. Well, like as soon as it stops, as soon as it stops just being like funny slices of life in a particular situation and starts trying to tell a story, it it loses a lot of gas, Mm -hmm. a lot of steam, a lot of steam Steam gas. Other people tell me that I'm wrong and idiocracy is not actually like that, but, uh, it's kind of sad. Oh man. I also watched, this was, this was really surprising. Uh, well, okay. Here, here's something that wasn't surprising. Uh, Hot stuff had some Netflix movies, and we finally got around to just—they were on in the room that I was in. And Green Hornet uh, just put me right the fuck to sleep. And boy, did that not seem like it was any good. Huh. Uh, and I like Seth Rogen, uh, but yeah, I don't know, oh man. Uh, but then he also had It Might Get Loud, which is a movie that I expected to just absolutely hate because it had fucking The Edge in it. <laughs> Um, it was weird. It was just like a, a kind of documentary about, like, they got uh, Jimmy Page and uh, Jack White and The Edge together to, like, talk about guitars and play guitars and tell stories about their, like, you know, growing up as musicians. Huh. And it was just really, really good. I really, like, it kind of made me like The Edge. Hmm. I I still, you know... I think that he could maybe just have a name, and that would be okay. So they sold you the whole the whole movie, but you only needed the edge. <laughs> uh, some of the other people were talking about what a pretentious douche Jack White was, and I was like, whatever, Jack White rules and is the only person alive who understands my pain, and you guys can suck it. <laughs> where, do you, where do you stand on, on Jack White? Or where would you like to stand on Jack White? Like, the throat or the shoulders?
0: I, uh, you know, I would stand on the toes, maybe. I like, I would say I like 60 to 70% of every White Stripes album. Because mm-hmm. I have them all, but there is just some weird experimental filler in every one of them. Where it's like, I think I'll just yell as loud as I can into my guitar, like the Modest Mouse guy, and see what happens for three oh, minutes. Yeah. But uh But I haven't really heard him talk.
1: And huh. perhaps that's the way it should be. He is, he is, he is very pretentious, but it's, like, it's one of those things where, like, I, a couple things. Like, it's only pretentious if you don't mean it, and I think it's entirely possible that he means all the things that he says, right? Like, I think it's entirely possible that this honestly, the the way that he talks about, like, approaching life and, you know, like, uh, the, the, the sort of, like, constant uh, need to challenge himself creatively and, like, the, the need, like... Needing for it to be a struggle so that it produces something good and like manufacturing that struggle if that struggle doesn't exist huh. externally, like it, it. There's a couple things, right? Like if you really believe it, it's not pretentious. And the other thing is like, and I I I I've said this before that I think as a as a culture we can afford for our poets to be pretentious. Sure. Like. It's just, it's okay. It's, a, like, T.S. Eliot was super fucking pretentious. But, like, all right, I'll take it. Is
0: it okay to be pretentious if you know your shit, or is it just that it's okay to be pretentious because he's turning out some kick-ass art? No, I don't know. I what guess do you mean? People, what, what's the difference between knowing
1: your shit and turning out good work? How do, you, how do you mean that? I don't
0: know. Like, when Roger Ebert posts, say, like, deconstruction of a film, say... It tends to be pretentious, but he really does know his shit. Like, he's seen an awful lot of movies and you know, done an awful lot of research and work in the history of the field, so you know, it, as, uh, if it starts getting off-putting, I'm reminded that he is a guy
1: who's, you know, he's not talking out of his ass about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, there is there is a fine line between an academic tone and a pretentious tone. Right? I mean, right, because I you're in both cases, you're you're putting some loft, where there might not have been any loft before.
0: Which is a good way to get more rent out of your apartment than yeah, absolutely. In the or just a,
1: you know, a a new place to to hide corpses. Oh yeah. Just buy. Go down to Home Depot, buy some lumber, some lie. Uh, but yeah, that that movie was really surprisingly good. It made me it made me like. It, 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 Jimmy Page talked about how he, that when he first saw Spinal Tap, he said that he did not laugh; he in fact wept because of how accurate <laughs> it was. Excellent. Jimmy Page seemed like a cool guy. He 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 answered questions the way that I would, you know, which is like, oh, where, where you know, what what is the process of doing this work like for you? And he was like, I uh, I don't know exactly, <laughs> like. It, you know, it just, you think of something, and then you just think about it some more, and then there then there it is. Like, it's, yeah, he just, he seemed like a down-to-earth fella. That's interesting, because I would bet Robert Plant wouldn't be. Yeah,
0: I, I have it, to imagine he wouldn't. I kind of find Led Zeppelin insufferable because of yeah. Robert Plant. Like, whenever he's singing, I just picture, the, like, some douche
1: making douchey faces. Yeah, I, the music is really good, though. Right, I mean, there's so much stuff that, like. I'll bet it would pass the. The. Uh, who are the guys
0: who sing Renegades of Funk? Uh. uh fuck. Rage,
1: Rage
0: Against,
1: Against the, Machine?
0: the Machine? I'll bet that uh, Led Zeppelin would pass for me the Rage Against the Machine slash Linkin Park test, where if you just stripped the vocals and lyrics out, I would
1: enjoy it. You think? Yeah. Um, You know, the number of like really recognizable beats and guitar riffs that are Led Zeppelin, it's like it's like Steve Miller in that regard. Like you you keep if you listen to 50 Led Zeppelin songs, you're like, wow, I I know all of these songs. And that's fucking weird. Yeah. Right. Um, Even more so, I think, than the Beatles, maybe. I think the Beatles didn't get as heavily like sampled and merchandised. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that's true. Maybe you just uh, maybe there are as many. You just don't hear them all over the place. Because you don't
0: go, oh yeah, that was the hook for that Puff Daddy song, the way you would with like Led Zeppelin, Cashmere say right. Although somebody should, uh, somebody should make a like Jay Z should get on making like, can't buy me no love or something.
1: Uh. Anyway, I like I don't I. I I've reached this sort of indifference about Led Zeppelin. I hated them for a long time, but I didn't really hate them. I just, I dated two girls in a row who listened to almost nothing but Led Zeppelin. And so I was just fed up. Like I just, it had been on for so much of the time that (laughs) I I had, such a high percentage of the time that I had been alive, I had spent listening to Led Zeppelin, you know, and that percentage just keeps getting smaller. And so it's like, eh, you know, whatever. I don't think I would ever buy a Led Zeppelin album, but like, I will, I will bob my head along. You know, I guess the other thing with the Beatles, compared to a Led Zeppelin or a Steve Miller, is that their shit all sounds so different that it's not like, oh, right, there are ten, like, driving guitar riffs that I recognize. Huh. Yeah. I can see that. Because they, they play in, like, every style, you know?
0: Yeah, the, that kind of They Might Be Giants thing. Or they might be giants you know. who are doing
1: that Beatles kind of thing. Yeah, they might be giants who are doing that Beatles thing. I think is probably the safer thing to say. Right. What you been up to?
0: Uh, you know, we uh, Saturday we went to a a homebrew extravaganza where a bunch of our homebrewing friends brought a bunch of their beer for everybody to taste. That was it. Was kind of brutal though because it was outside and ninety six degrees and like <laughs> seventy degrees or seventy percent humidity. It was brew Did you, did you a a bruise? Yes, there was a brew ha ha. <sighs>
1: anyway, how'd that go?
0: That was bromantic. After uh, you're a, stretching
1: there.
0: After a couple of uh, after a couple of hours of just sweating buckets in the hot hot sun, I had to call it quits. That was some tasty beer though. Somebody made a uh, like a chamay style triple, triple. Yeah. Triple. Somebody made a ginger stout, which was pretty good. Uh. You liked that ginger tequila thing
1: at the ginger everything at Max FunCon. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I, I uh, the the main thing that I really dislike is pickled ginger. So, but I, but I tend to think of that as meaning that ginger is terrible. But it's but it's not.
0: Have you ever had the ginger lemonade that we used to make? I don't think so. It's good. I don't know that you've ever made me a lemonade. I can make you a lemon drink. I could say, why you iron my lemon drink? I don't know what that's from. It's from The Happening. The huh. M. Night Shyamalan movie where there's unrest in the forest, there's trouble with the trees. Right. That's one that I never saw. I like Marky Mark. Hmm. He's pretty terrible in that. That will cure yeah, you of, of liking that actor. <laughs> post taste.
1: Who's the lady in The Happening?
0: Oh, some nobody some chick some somebody I think Shyamalan himself is in there for a while Dante no, from Dante from Clerks shows up for a bit Ooh. oh it's a uh, Zui Deschanel oh huh this is the lady that sucks it also has John Leguizamo playing a normal dude which is weird
1: huh like uh, like Tybalt yep or uh the clown from Spawn <laughs> Toulouse-Latrec.
0: Yeah, he plays Toulouse-Latrec. It's kind of anachronistic.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Oh, by the way, uh, it's, uh, hi, Plants here. Uh, we're going to kill everybody. Also, we've brought Toulouse-Latrec back from the dead for some reason. What a twist. Yeah. He's going to paint uh, some forest scenes for us. <laughs> for, forest? 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 Oh, also, we've resurrected Forrest? Forest Gump. <sighs>
0: Yeah, we did the. Uh, so I'll have the uh, family hot dog all cut together and ready and uploaded for. Uh, I don't really know what to do with it once that happens. So I'm hoping that you
1: do and can. Yeah, it'll take it'll take a while anything. for the feed to become a thing. Yeah. because um, that's that's just a whole process that goes through some Byzantine back end machinations on Apple's part. That. No man may know the hour if they're coming or going, but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, did somebody do music? I pulled a
0: couple of guitar riffs from a song that I recorded a long time ago. Okay. And
1: cut it into bumps that sound pretty good.
0: I cut them into pumps and a bump, so.
1: Yeah. It's going to be the one member of the hot dog family that doesn't have the, uh, hot dog progression. But I guess we, you know, we can do it without
0: does the video game hot dog use the same accordion music, or is it on a different
1: instrument? It. I made a, a chiptunes version of it. Oh neat. You you've literally never listened to a single episode of video games hot dog. No, I don't play no video games. Oh man, Mr. Skullhead. It's all I can. Do to, it's all I can do to keep up with advice hot dog. I won't even. I'm not going to listen to any family hot dog then. F you, buddy. That's no, how we're playing. No, you
0: have to wait till I make a second podcast that you can then not
1: listen to oh okay wait but you, you make this you make this one the Family Hot Dog is your second podcast <laughs> you I don't, you know don't listen to this one either oh okay I listen to it while we're doing it oh, that's and more I, than I do okay. I, 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 I wouldn't say I'm listening I'm, I mean I'm here I'm punched in uh, so you you had some you had some home brews are you uh, I, I can't remember if it bothered you. you 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 just said you needed to either play golf or brew beer now to talk to other men right
0: Yeah, they keep going, so when are you going to start brewing? And, you know, when are you going to join the Bruins? And it's like, you know, I'm in a room where, like, ten people are doing this. They're all producing way more beer than they need and that the group really needs. And I just wonder if I have anything to bring to that party, you know? Mm. Like, what am I going to do that's so different? I'm going to go to the brew store and I'm going to get a couple of mixes and I'm going to brew some shit and then... I'll have some beer from a package like everybody else has made. and I don't know. I don't see myself moving to the stage where you start experimenting with adding shit and making them different from the mixes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I, I you know, I don't know. I got, a, I got a bunch of, my mom got me a homebrewing kit uh, for Christmas a few years ago, and I, in the house that I was in at the time, there was nowhere that consistently maintained... Uh, an acceptable temperature mm. to do it at, and so I just sort of never got going. But now I I have that uh, in, in in the place that I'm in now. Um, I don't know. Uh, Hot stuff for my birthday uh, signed us up for a, uh, you know, it's like when you it's like when you get your wife a ballroom dance class for hey. an anniversary present. He signed he signed us up as a couple for a, a brewing class, <laughs> uh, which I don't know what you know. When I found out that this brewing kit involved, like, going to the store and buying a can of, like, the wort or whatever that somebody else had made out of the – I was like, you know, that that's not – what. And I don't know where the distinction is because I'm like, oh, if I'm not growing the barley myself in my backyard, that's not making beer. But it's like – I but, feel like opening a can of stuff, following the recipe on it and pouring it in there and then just waiting for it to turn into beer is not – not the way that I would want to approach that problem. In the not, same problem. Way that it's not the way I would want to approach that hobby right like
0: yeah like it would be hard to say like I make orange juice as a hobby I open the cans of concentrate and I mix them with water
1: yeah until I have orange juice yeah and, I, and I them under the stairs for four weeks until right. they get carbonated by their own natural juices
0: uh, the, everybody that we know is doing the like you the kit has uh, like a thermometer and a hose and a five-gallon drum, and a little valve that will let air out and not let anything in. So you do like toss this packet into boiling water and boil it for X amount of time, and then siphon it off into the gallon thing. And so there are several steps. I, mean, I feel like it's a little more legit.
1: Yeah, sure, but it's still like uh, you you're, know, I'm you're not saying that they're not making that. beer. I'm just saying that like. That I was I was disappointed to find out how little of the process of uh, uh, like making decisions that affect the outcome of the final product was yeah. what's involved in it. And you know I don't know. That, there's probably more to it. There's probably more to it than I'm than I'm thinking there is. Yeah. After I mean, a while, my, you start
0: like, well, what if I put in. The hops from this kit with the whatever from this other kit, and maybe sprinkle some coffee grounds in there. Then what happens?
1: Yeah. Uh, what if I uh, what if I let a hobo pee in it? You should try what if that. I put hair from my cat?
0: Well, if the hobo is diabetic, then the urine is going to contain extra sugar, so you're going to end up
1: with a higher alcohol content. I know that much. Yeah. I don't know much, but I know that if you let a diabetic hobo pee in beer, beer, brew, that you'll end up with a higher alcohol content.
0: And that, and that may be all be I need to know. All I need to know. I was trying to... You can't really project doing the Aaron Neville voice. Because <laughs> it's... It's, yeah.
1: it's sort of defined by its lack of projection. Yeah. Like a uh, like a broken down movie theater. Oh, uh. Um... We, oh, I went on some boats. That was crazy. We did, uh, the, the, the lady friend wanted to go back on the uh, the aircraft carrier tour, and the, we were at her with some people who hadn't done it yet. And then uh, the next day we went to the Maritime Museum here in San Diego and went on a number of boats and then into a number of submarines.
0: And where are you all? What time is it? Maritime. Yes. The, I, I don't think I would stop doing that. I want to get yeah. to the to the ocean on this trip. Yeah, I want to get to the beach for
1: a bit. We got to figure that out. Yeah, there's you can you can do it, I guess. Um, I don't like the. Oh yeah, beach. I, I'm not saying like you and me. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I just like, but, but what I'm saying is, I, I don't. I'm not the guy to talk to about how to go to the beach because, uh, like, uh, the only beaches I know about are shitty. And that might be because I've only been to shitty beaches, or it might be because all of the beaches are what I would consider shitty, okay. but I can't tell the difference.
0: Um, yeah, you are kind <laughs> of colorblind. I Duff was
1: cool uh, because it was all foggy all the time. Huh. Uh, uh, that show, uh, China Beach, uh, was cool because it uh, was about. Uh, what was that even about? Was it, like, mash? Yeah, it was, like, mash with nurses mm. instead
0: of doctors, I think. The uh, That's
1: the s- secret of making good beer, is uh, spike your mash with nurses.
0: Yeah. Spike your mash. Sounds like something you have to do in a Tony Hawk game. Uh, to remember bike?
1: Tony Hawk games? Now it's all motion control, actually skateboard. There's all these kids skateboarding around here. <sighs> and... I, I was under the impression that when you hop up onto something and bounce off of it, that that was a, it had a name, but then nobody knew the name of that thing. I thought it was a bump, but then bumping is something you do in volleyball, not skateboarding.
0: <laughs> you're constantly confused at that, which is why you're really terrible at
1: playing volleyball, because you're always on a skateboard. Yeah, sliding back and forth across the top of the net on a skateboard, just racking up combo points. But those are the only points I'm racking up, and my team is like, what the fuck, man?
0: and it's not it's not quite as painful as the time you tried to spike a skateboard though
1: yeah like right into my vein it just doesn't do anything for me standing on it just doesn't do anything anymore I have to I have to inject the skateboard straight into my testicles (laughs) so you went to a brew party what else
0: well I think I think I got it covered we went to the brew party we did the podcast recording we uh that's about it. It's it's just been kind of hotter than balls and wetter really? than wetter than wet balls. So we we've just been towering inside. Like the heat index for the last couple of days has been 120
1: because it's hot and wet and foul. I don't know what the heat index is. Is that like the opposite of the wind chill factor?
0: Yeah, it's like the heat plus relative humidity, like how
1: hot it feels. Yeah. Mm. They yeah, I've noticed uh, getting real sweaty in this climate.
0: They should just have, instead of a temperature, even for summer in a humid climate, they should just have a like clip art of a ball sack and just have it various degrees of red and chafed.
1: Yeah, that would be more informative. I feel. Yeah, I mean that is the that is the only relevant thing about the weather. Yeah, right? I,
0: mean, I don't give a shit what temperature it is, just tell me how much talcum powder I need to use.
1: Yeah. You could could alternatively just use as much talcum powder as possible all the time. And then you're always prepared. That's true. You leave little uh, ghostly footprints everywhere that you go. (laughs) Everywhere that I sit. Everywhere your balls go. Just confusing the shit out of trackers. I'm gonna dust talcum powder all over everything in that guy's bathroom. Um... The fuck! I thought of something else. I thought of something else. How are you feeling about uh, about ditching your uh, offspring for this? Will be the longest time ever, won't it? Uh, for
0: it'll be the longest distance. I was away from him for four days for Comic Con last year, mm-hmm. but he was in Tucson, and this time he'll be at home. Like it's it's nice to think that he'll be hanging out at our house with Grandma versus yeah. being in surrounded by scorpions. He'll be hanging out with the earwigs in our house instead of the scorpions in Tucson. Uh, are there earwigs in your house? There, are, uh, we've
1: seen a few. So, what's an earwig?
0: Um, an ugly bug that apparently causes no harm except making you go Kind of looks like an okay. an ant with an extended backside that has two little
1: prongs coming off of it. Uh, it doesn't like. It's not like one of those things from The Wrath of Khan that <laughs> crawls into your ear.
0: Well, there's the, like, the old wives' tale is that it crawls into
1: your ear while you're sleeping and never comes out or something. I don't know what it does. And tells you things, and then an ear Tory crawls into the other ear and tells you different things. Right. And it makes your politics all confused. Uh, And fucks up your your powdered wig.
0: (laughs) I try to put as much talcum powder on my wig as possible so that I don't end up with, like, chafed, raw head. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the worst kind of head to get. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna give you head.
1: Ah, well, uh, I reckon we could uh, get to one of these forum threads oh, about right. video game.
0: There's a substantial lead into the forum thread. I feel. Is there? That there was a, a a little bit of chatter, a little bit of a little bit of noise to the signal.
1: Oh, look! You have sent me a picture of an earwig. Wow, that is that is hideous. Uh
0: huh. It kind of looks like
1: it's going.
0: Looks like an ant that's giving birth to a beetle. Yeah. I don't like them. They don't like. I keep being assured that they won't hurt anything, but I'm not
1: saying that I want them around. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Psyche wrote, "Fire in the hole." First off, I know that Monday shows aren't recorded this way, but the thing where you record both ends of the phone call and sync them together sounds pretty seamless. Yeah. uh, hot stuff keeps trying to get me to buy you this thing uh that we've been using uh we got it to do the sound effects for the word game uh so we can we can carry it around he keeps he keeps telling me that what we should do uh to improve the sound quality of this and i mean this is a hassle but he's probably right we've and we've tried it uh with uh with riff and the last advice hot dog was recorded that way And record both ends, and then just send me a recording of you, and I make a recording of me, and then I stitch them together. Uh Uh-huh. It is not actually a lot of work. I was afraid that it was going to be a tremendous amount of work. Man, I went down a rabbit hole last week. Uh, When I started editing the Monday show, I was like, you know, while I'm in here, while I'm in here, I could just scan through, and I could get rid of all of the, like, awkward Skype lag silences where it's like I'll say something, wait for you to respond. You won't realize that I'm waiting for you to respond until we then both talk at the same time, right. or whatever. So there's all these pauses. Like anytime there was a pause of more than a second, where there was just hookah gurgling, I stripped it out. Right. Uh, and and man, that took for fucking ever and was so boring. And I really, I just, I'm not gonna do that. I I shouldn't have started. And I was just saying to myself the entire time, I should never have started doing this. Because I don't know that there's any improvement in the listener's experience right. in listening to it, right? I mean, it's...
0: I did do, for a Family Hot Dog, I found a little stretch that was just, like, silence and the fan and the hookah in the background. And used that to get a noise profile and then did a, a noise elimination for the whole track. And oh, so yeah. that just made those pauses silent instead of just, you know, it just kind of stripped out all of the background noise.
1: Huh. So that's, that's a probably that's, a thing. That's, that's probably a thing that I could do. We got a we got an email from one of uh, one of our friends who's like a an, an audio engineering guy. It was like, hey, you guys should uh, think about getting one of these. And it was like a thing that you put behind a mic that's sup- something that's supposed to like magically be equivalent to being in a sound booth. Huh. Uh, it's just something that in the in the vicinity of your mic is supposed to. Uh, it, it, diminish room noise we we really just need it's not so bad like the room noise on video games hot dog is way way worse than it is on advice hot dog and it's just because we're in a much bigger space like we're sitting right next to a giant plate glass window which uh-huh. is i think the worst thing to have right there um i just we need a we need a room that is a studio mm. we're, you know we're, we're like we're podcasters now man that's what we do.
0: Yeah, I think if after maybe a couple, three recording sessions, I might spring for um, a, at least a little splitter or a little, like, mixer box so mm-hmm. that we can have, because we have four people on it, so two people on either side of the, a table and, like, the ball mic in the middle, and I think yeah. it would go a lot better if we even just had two mics, one for each
1: couple. I've, it seems like you know, I think about sharing a mic, and I think God, that would just fucking suck so bad. but then I also thought that about using a standing mic for a long time and it's like maybe it wouldn't be so bad it would it wouldn't be
0: bad like for me to sit next to my wife and for us to just right. like you know lean in to talk
1: because it, yeah it, I get the sound, awkward for like me, Roy, yeah, no, it would be. Tender and loving for you and Roy, but I mean that's the thing. When we lean in like that, it's usually because we're we're it's it's prelude to a kiss, right? You know, and and if, if all we had to do was make some dumb jokes, then we'd be constantly uh, awkward and off on the wrong foot. Uh, Psyche continues, Mister Scullion. I heard some phrase the other day with that three and a half trochee rhythm, and automatically sang it to the tune of Camp Town Races with a doo dah doo dah at the end. I often find myself singing things to the first four notes of the Hallelujah chorus when I encounter an appropriate word, and thus will walk down grocery store aisles singing to myself. Macaroni, tapioca, and so forth. Warm regards, Psyche. That
0: actually had me thinking. Macaroni, macaroni,
1: tapioca. Oh, oh the, the Leonard Cohen's "Hallelujah" yep. chorus. The,
0: the chorus. chorus of "Hallelujah." The chorus of
1: "Hallelujah." Uh, yeah, I uh, two syllable things. Uh, you know, like uh, g- golf club in my head turn into golf club golf uh, club and three syllable things lately uh, turn into either the pizza hut or taco bell of combination pizza hut and taco bell um, which has just been in my head for the better part of the last two weeks because it someone mentioned it once and that's enough for that to just be there for months
0: I get four, uh, four syllables in the right combination get me to Teenage Wasteland pretty quick.
1: Yeah. That whole dog poop minefield for Mason Yeah, I, I was thinking about that the other day when I looked at, a, at a, an enormous spread of dog poop in front of me. It's been popping in every once in a while. Uh, Ernie Q says, Chick, would you be okay with Scully renovating your bathroom to make it look like a bathroom on the Death Star? Do we ever see what the bathrooms of the Death Star that look like? That would be like? a really easy renovation, because
0: I would go for the Death Star post-explosion. <laughs> so i <I'd> just, like, <laughs> toss a hand grenade in there. See, I told you this is better. Do you have a hand grenade? <laughs> I would find one. Uh, all right, good. we got a budget for this. Uh, uh, I'm it's... committed to my joke here, man. For right. for the lulls, I will procure a live grenade. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, you do it in the guest bedroom first to see how it goes to guest bathroom. Or we could try it at this rental property. Yeah. See how we like it. Hey guys, we, we renovated your bathroom for free. We'll, we'll just go ahead and mark the cost of that grenade off the rent.
0: <laughs> what we did is we took the uh, one of those little quadcopters and made a little foam Millennium Falcon skin to go over it. And Ooh. then we flew the thing carrying the grenade into the toilet. And we dropped the grenade and we turned around and got out of there. Right.
1: We filmed the whole thing. You can sell that on YouTube.
0: I guess you can only do that if the bathroom has not is fully operational but has not yet been finished being constructed. So if the bathroom's not if the bathroom's totally built, then you gotta use an X Wing skin. Right.
1: Uh Evil Ernie thirteen oh thirteen says, Hey there guys, love the shows. KO's favorite rapper is dropping a new album soon and you know what that means? We need a lime popsicle recipe. The flavor ha, see what I did there? Text is already there in charity case. Thanks for all the awesome as always. I, listen, you know, I, I am a terrible friend. I fucked around, and after he sent me uh, the album a while back, I just never listened to it. And uh, I heard it when it uh, was played the other day in, uh, on Radio KOL. Yeah. It was pretty good. I, uh, the
0: only way that I managed to hear a CD all the way through and really listen to it is just burn it to a disc and put it in the car. So, yeah. I've been through it three or four times.
1: It, it is... It's really tight. I like it. I did. Just as much as I, like, immediately listen. I immediately listened to, uh... Uh, the last one, Zero Day, and just loved it, and listened to it over and over again for weeks after that, I just never found the time to listen to this one the first time.
0: Hmm. The first time through with Frontalot for me is always just... Getting a vague impression of what the hooks are. Yeah. So, if the hooks are, are hooky... Then I'll eagerly go back and listen again. And then, you know, the, the rapping is always clever. And the tracks are always really well put together. But to to get into it, there needs to be a,
1: a hook yeah. or two. <clears throat> and boy, it was Zero Day Rife with hooks. It was indeed. It had more hooks than a uh, knitting circle. That, that was terrible.
0: Had more more hooks than... Uh Amish community
1: Okay Because okay. they don't use buttons They use hooks and eyes Oh yeah okay Okay right Because Jesus was never known To have used a button yeah.
0: Had more hooks Than a community Of Amish fishermen
1: Ooh okay okay. okay
0: Who are or also just An Amish, an
1: Amish fish yeah. It had more hooks Than an astronaut <laughs> Hey, uh, you know what we should do while we're here? Uh, we will we will have some sort of thing set up for us to for us to do um, a greater than two person podcast, so that we can record the video games hot dog uh, exclusive Comic Con coverage episode. <laughs> like, oh yeah, wandered around. I think there were some video games somewhere. We didn't want to wait in line though, so saw some journalism.
0: Chick. <laughs> saw some chick dressed as some character from a video game. I don't know which video game
1: it was, but she had nice boobs uh but yeah we we should uh before you leave uh we should get uh, me and you and front a lot uh to re- to pre-record a monday show Ooh yeah uh because we get so few opportunities to do that and i enjoy them so much
0: mm-hmm. so what is the thing that you're using to make the thing that you're talking about to do the recording of each side of the call and then is that the same thing as the thing that goes behind the microphone to make things quiet?
1: No, it's not. It's uh, it, it, this. It's just a little digital audio recorder that's got some microphones on it. I don't know. You know, it's it's fine. Like uh, Hot Stuff rigged up this thing where the uh, it's hooked into a, a phone. Like we we so we get on the phone with whoever is on the other end and they're, they're – what we hear is what's coming out of this little recording device it's just it's just a little handheld you know it's like the equivalent of a mini cassette recorder mm-hmm. but better quality and it's it goes to like a flash uh, you know a, a SD card or whatever I mean alternatively you could just use like audacity to record a wave separately from the broadcast like the the thing that I don't like about this plan for the Monday shows is that the broadcast makes it a gigantic pain in the ass huh Right. So I like you would either have to, you would have to have, like, because my voice is audible in the room where you are, if you were to record that separately, it would have both of us, it would have the same problem. Mm. Right. It would have low quality me and high quality you. Right. Um, So it's just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we could start pre recording the Monday shows. And they would sound way better, but we would probably run into the like not actually getting around to doing it.
0: Yeah, this was time. this was interesting to like we would hit the end of a segment and stop for a break, and then and I said, "So how long is the break?" Like, oh, <laughs> as long as we want it to be. And yeah. then when it was done, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what everybody thought of that."
1: Like, well, I guess we. We'll yeah. find out later, right? It is weird. I mean, it's weird that like you 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 get done with it and you're like, all right, no, well, that's that's out there for the people, and then you're like, wait, no, no, it's not. I have to do a bunch of shit before that's out there for the people. It's not like a bunch of shit. We we record the Thursday. I mean, it. We only do like an hour of it now because the 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 beginning of it that would have just been random video game banter is now video games hot dog. Uh, but we just do that at a stretch we don't take any breaks in the middle of it yeah and then I just you know just throw it up there yeah Uh, Groly says the crazy wiki list of daily tasks is just crazy don't worry about it what would be awesome is a nice flavorful log of what I did slash what happened to me so we don't need an external tool to keep track of everything for us and somebody will use that info to make a things left to do script which you don't ever have to see yeah yeah I think, I think probably a, a, a just things that you have done thing would make people happen. Yeah. Uh, somebody asking for in-run ascension logging, and I just really don't want to do that. That is very much a, like, if you are the kind of person that really wants that level of detail, you are probably using external tools anyway. Sure. so just use one of the external tools that that logs the stuff i mean you know we have we sort of have that data already being stored but making it human readable would require making it accessible at large and I, you know i don't know it d- the database issue seems like less of an issue now because of our magic new servers but like the more shit that we do, you know, I had said to C.D. Moyer the other day, "I'm like, man, it is it is just great the extent to which these new database servers will let us write shitty, sloppy, inefficient code and totally <laughs> get away with it." And like the more of that we do, the the less uh, the less of an advantage the new data servers actually are. Game seems to continue. Seems to have continued to be pretty peppy, as I understand it. That's... Long rollovers, like five minutes. That's pretty cool. That's not so long. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People talking... Uh, what? Uh, talking so about- here's a minor event. says Azulian, that maybe I'm just not aware of an existing solution for. For the past ascension, since I don't really use my Alice's Army cards in run, I've been selling the packs I get each day in my mall store. Because I'm a jerk and set the lowest prices I guarantee a sell at... I can guarantee a sale at I find that the next day when I place a new pack in the mall using right clicky goodness it sets the price at the default price is there a way for us to set a default per item price so every time I put a pack of Alice's Army trading cards into my mall store it would default to 25,000 meat instead of nine 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 nine. would that be way too much work because I kind of think it would thinking about it now or maybe even add another alert message asking for what price you want to set the item at after you right-click, you goodness it into your mall store. It's just really annoying having to put it in your store, then go to the store, then manage prices for all items, then find the pack, then set the price. Um, yeah, I can see why I can see why that's annoying, right? Because if there's something that you sell every day and you don't sell out of them, then just right-clicking it just puts more of them in your mall store. But if you do sell out of them, then it doesn't know how much they've gone in there for I could see, yeah, I don't know. You know, when you start messing with the default behaviors of things, you run the risk of somebody doing something that they don't want to do, right? So, like, imagine the guy who, oh, fuck, I just put a Mr. Accessory in the mall for 20,000 meat instead of 20 million meat. You don't want that guy when you drop it, you don't want the next time he drops a Mr. Accessory in the mall for it to go in at the price that he dropped it in or changed it to last time, right? Sure. So it's a question of it knowing, like, well, did you mean to do that? <laughs> and, you know, you could it could be a thing like where, you know, fucking PayPal, every once in a while, they decide uh, that the charge to the data center, which happens at the beginning of every month for approximately the same amount for the last five or six fucking years was fraud and then my credit card must have been stolen. <laughs> um, and it's like, you know, I can explain that to a person, but explaining it to a computer maybe slightly more difficult, right? Sure. So yeah, I don't know. I you know, I, I don't know what the solution to that is. Because it certainly makes sense to a person that it's like, well, I've been putting one of these in the mall for twenty five thousand meat every day for the last month. Why won't it do that? I'm not sure there is a one-size-fits-all solution, and there kind of needs to be a one-size-fits-all solution. Yeah. If that's good. Yeah, maybe somebody else thinks something. Yeah, I keep
0: thinking about uh, that, guys.
1: That's a, that's a, a thing. And Groley says, from what he understands, my problem was that there was no way to display all the counters in a nice manner. I saw this as a character having a sums page in his journal. The journal entries would be a perfect entry point to select the events to keep track of. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, people are discussing that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I maybe maybe I'll calm down and start messing with it. Orbrissa says, Is the philosopher's scone a reference to Anathem? I don't think so, because I don't think any of us have read Anathem. Have I've you, bought have it you not? and beautifully carried it with me on every trip I've gone on since I've owned it huh. and have yet to yet to crack it.
0: Hmm.
1: Um I, I was like, you know what? I always bring a bunch of books, and I always think like, uh, this is way too optimistic. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna make it through one of these. But I bought I brought three books on this trip, and I read two of them. Huh. So, I am going to I am going to someday read Anathem. Uh, but no, as far as I know, Riff has not read Anathem. I get wait now. Well, he might have. I was under the impression that that was an original joke, and I and I. I hope it was an original joke. I thought that it was. The way that he framed it, it seemed like he had come up with that on his own. Yeah. So when I search for the Philosopher's Scone, so, I mean, a bunch of people have made this joke before, but yeah, you know, so Riff was... I mean,
0: it's not like the highest hanging fruit of jokes, right? It's,
1: I Although it was one of those things when really I read it, funny, it, I was like, ah, yeah. oh, God, that's obvious. Why... Why hasn't that always been a thing in KOL? You know? Uh-huh. So that's, that's – it is not it is not the highest-hanging thing, but it was like something that none of us thought of until recently, right? <laughs> doesn't seem like the kind of thing that we really had to stretch for at all, but it took years, years. Uh, that would be a good uh, basis. Man, when somebody asked me the other day about uh, if we'd ever spent any time thinking about new classes – For KOL, I I've been trying to like just just as as in my, you know, some of my idle moments as a kind of a thought exercise. Like, what if I did want to add new classes to KOL? Um, And it's it's hard and I don't know why. Right. Like if I think, all right, well, I'm going to divide the world into six categories. Uh, So clearly uh, the six categories are pasta, sauces, disco, mariachi music. Uh, uh, Arctic animals and turtles. (laughs) Right. Right. And it's like, yeah, what, what else could possibly go at the end of that list, which is just totally comprehensive. Although, like, I can see that
0: what you did was take fighter, mage, and rogue and split each of them into two and then assign personalities to them. So I could see, like, what else goes in that what's
1: the other category that's not fighter major rogue yeah well that's i mean it's not uh, yeah okay even trying to think of another fighter class right like i don't think i don't think that i would go if i if i was thinking about not you know adding new classes to KOL, i wouldn't go like adding a new stat and a new and a you know trying to go like oh well we need like a cleric right cuz like we don't need a cleric yeah but like so i thought um A, like a, like a dessert-themed mage, but I don't have a good name for it. Mm. Right? That is something that I could imagine coming up with, like, a class's worth of content for. Right? Yeah. Just desserts. Uh... Just desserts, you say? Sure, yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good passive skill for doing a bunch of extra damage to dudes with your dessert spells. Um yeah i don't know cheat cheese man <laughs> the cheese man my my cheese mo macho macho cheeseman you know macho cheeseman that could be a cheese themed fighter yeah <laughs> see yeah, see this, this, is, shit. this shit rules this is why we haven't done it yet yeah but I mean, but i mean it's just it's weird how hard it is and how easy it should be right like the fact that I that I I would feel creatively crippled by the limitations imposed by something that literally took like a minute to do the first time, you know, like why? It, they have just they have become such a thing in my head that they feel unapproachable, and they're just they're totally not. And what what is that?
0: I can feel you know? the, the yeah. It's that. Like, I'm sure that a band who's had eight albums could still sit down and go, how the fuck are we going to write songs that are as good as the songs on our first album? Yeah.
1: And I mean... I mean we're we're not also, those
0: young hungry Turks
1: anymore who came up with those things. Sure. It's it's also, like, they are absurd, but they don't seem absurd anymore. Uh-huh. Because you have been reading and writing about them, like, every day for eight years. You know, and so it, it, like I would think of something and like, ah, oh, no, that's stupid that, you know, that's just I'm just picking random words like accordion thief, uh-huh. you know, like uh, yeah. the Rouge Rogue and they all the skills are about makeup. <laughs> yeah, when I had thought about uh when I thought about like What what I would do Like let's imagine that you picked like a race And the races had their own classes Like I had thought of like The hippie fighter would be the green knight uh, Right And their skills are all about smoking weed hey. Like getting high and yeah. And then the like the uh, uh, Organicist The mage Who makes eggs explode Um Thinking of different names for wizard, the, the the mages are harder because those have to be, like, in order to be true to form, it has to be, like, a word that means wizard, but with something, but one of the syllables replaced uh-huh. with something else.
0: And we've also used up a lot of our names that mean wizard on the, like, sub, the class
1: titles. Yeah, class titles, yeah. Which, you know, but that, that wouldn't stop us. That wouldn't stop us, I don't think.
0: Uh, you want to uh, take uh, a right. little pee break? Yeah, we can
1: do that. Corn cornjurer. Cornjurer, <laughs> uh, yes. And, uh, their skills are about corn. So one of the skills is just.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one of the skills is, "Are you
1: threatening me?" Yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. This is that this shit. will work.
0: Okay, so the the cornjurer will be coming out in Q one of of two, uh, twenty twelve. All right, it'll be downloadable content. <laughs> the rest of the game is is played in your browser, but you have to download that one. Yep. You know, I'd forgotten how fucking good the first Optimus Rhyme CD is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is just... Ah, so, so good. Takes me back to their show at PAX, too. The very first PAX where they had the, the dude who's not on the second album. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, you know, mm. I just thought I would say
1: thought you should know cool hey so I, uh, I looked up uh, I looked up wizard in a thesaurus Did you get hey, anything how about this cheese wizard that's <laughs> funny yeah yeah uh, so then warlock and I was thinking uh, spur spurlock warlock uh, which as a, a mage who gets his powers from like eating the same thing for a month
0: uh, the power of like saying things that you agree with and somehow being a douche anyway yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> it could be like a a wart lock. just all of his powers could be a uh, skin disfiguration based
1: mm. I'm trying I'm reaching out here <laughs> Yeah, oh, Wortley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? What else we got? We got uh, we got Thoma. Congratulations! Church. You have been selected to take part in our anonymous survey. Neat Please Please take been our 32nd To be take place question. in an anonymous survey. Uh, spam. You know, spam witch could be a. Could be a class, right? Yeah. It's once we
0: once we retcon the spam witch
1: out of the trapzor quest. Yeah. We don't have to do that though. Uh, sh- shaman could be ham ham man. The Shammy shaman. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Sucker sucker seer. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of fun. You could, yeah, you get like a lamprey uh, power, and you can climb things.
0: I was um, thinking of a guy who uh, uses candy to see the future. Or gull- oh yeah, or gullible
1: yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, gullible. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's all out there. You, you see with the vast wealth of riches
1: available to us. Uh, uh, hypnotist. What's a, a sternatist? Uh, well, no, it's a hypnotist. who's oh. also a hipster.
0: Gotcha.
1: A uh, hipster with a Y. Uh, so you hypnotize people and uh, wear headband.
0: Hypnotize people into thinking running shorts are cool. Let's see if uh, Thesaurus.com will take me to a place that doesn't make noise. There we go. By the way, I say see Thesaurus instead of Thesaurus, and I don't know why. Oh, always really? always have, always will. You
1: don't think it's pronounced that way, or do you?
0: Yeah, no, I've been disabused of, of thinking that it that it's pronounced that way. Being a kid who didn't talk to people as much as I read left me with some weird, like, commandant instead of commandant. Mm. Or um, for a while, asylum instead of asylum. Mm. Most of those, and
1: decorative instead of decorative. I feel like that's just the way like a Brit would pronounce it.
0: I think, you know, it's decorative.
1: Uh, time says Is there any chance we could have a skill slash aftercore quest slash Mr. Store item or something that allows housing to persist over ascension? Uh, anyway, keep up the amazing work. I love the fact that you turn that last potential disaster into a fun area and a really fun familiar. Uh, I don't know about that housing persisting over a century Like, that's one of the few ways that stuff actually gets consumed. And I don't want to take away one of our last avenues. Like, I get that you like them, and I think that, it, you, you know, it's one of those things where you wouldn't like them as much if they were cheapened via permanence. What if the stuff that takes a
0: lot of collecting to get upon ascension spit back some of the components into hanks like what so like if, you, if you're if you in a sand castle say it spits back half of the bricks into hanks on ascension like consumes the castle and half sure. of the bricks get lost in a flood but you you get some of it back
1: is anybody i mean you could do that when you well okay you could do that when you destroy the house too i was gonna say but Um, Does anybody use a sandcastle? Like, that's one of those things that if I were making it now, I would probably give it some kind of buff the first time you rested in it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody ever use a sandcastle for anything?
0: I don't know. I I tend to build one every ascension because my ascensions tend to take months. Right. And it's a thing to do.
1: Do you collect all the sand yourself?
0: Well, I usually collect about half the sand, and then I go, shit, how many handfuls of sand do I need for this bullshit? And then I go to the mall.
1: okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. Failing that, says Locator, an option to pack up all the Crimbo decorations and put them away would be nice. Yeah, that's one that I that I do... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I don't feel bad about other stuff that went away from previous Crimbo stuff, you know? But I get I get why you... I don't want it to be a thing that stops people from ascending, you know? Yeah. It's a. No, no, no. It's a.
0: It's a corner that we ride ourselves into where we're like, it'll be totally cool for this stuff to exist that goes away that you're supposed to use and then it vanishes. And then we're like, oh, but that stuff's cool. And it would make me sad if I had to get rid of all that. And so these people are sad. And you can't really argue that with them. Yeah. But at the same time, we don't want to make it like. Every Crimbo, we bring back a way to get at everything we've
1: ever done. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, question for the ages. Isolate says, I have a multi in Aftercore after a bad moon run. They've recovered their ancestral memories and have some bad moon special adventure buffs active, i.e. Vitus Virus, number one problem. But because they haven't ascended since the revamp, also have a moon unit. Will using that moon unit to switch their moon signs cause them to lose the bad moon buffs? I don't know. I don't remember if you were supposed to get a moon unit if you were in bad moon. That doesn't seem like a thing. Eh, I don't know. Uh, Gro- yeah, sorry, I don't know what to tell you about that. I honestly do not know. Uh, Groly, who's, who's forum avatar I cannot parse. It looks like a ballsack... Hang, it's like a stick figure, but instead of a head and it, It's like balls on a face
0: Holding and, up a keyboard, uh, maybe?
1: Or a staff, I guess, uh, maybe Holding up a... Yeah, I, I don't know what that is, man uh, There was an idea, he says, about binding spellbooks to the character Rather than consuming them before Any progress on that? You know, it's not that... Like, what that is going to take Is me deciding to sit down and spend, like, five or six hours doing it one day And so at, I don't know It's Maybe it will happen eventually Or maybe it won't It kind of makes me sad That I said something about it hmm. Because now it's it The people are waiting for Um Yeah Irishman says Multi-use on transponders And then a bunch of people Get into an argument About whether it was okay For him to say that I Let me Let me look While we're here oh, We're here We're always here Mr. Skillhead.
0: That's true
1: um, Get out of the Uh because we're not always there. <laughs> Wait. See, Dungeon Generator that I decided to spend a bunch of time today working on. Playing that, I've been playing that Dungeons of Dreadmore uh, game that just came out. Hmm. It was a little sort of indie uh, graphical roguelike that came out on Steam. And uh, and then thinking a lot about how I would make a, a level generator for a roguelike. And then I had an insight into how to solve a problem that I had felt was too complicated for me to solve for like my entire life that hmm. I've been thinking about this. And, uh, then I wrote a I wrote a cool tool that is you know will probably never be used for any game that we ever make because that's not the kind of thing that we do. Uh, anyway, what was I saying? I was going to go into the code here. Uh, what is what is a tra- let's see transponder? I'm going to see if there's any reason I can't just make this multi usable right now. Uh, all right, so let me look at the use code for item fifty-one seventy. Oh, I can't look at the use code for that. Uh, I also can't type Vim commands into chat. Uh, I do that all the time. C. D. Moyer and I pretty frequently will type like colon WQ into chat. What? And then somebody will say, "What the fuck? Kind of weird ass smiley is that?" And we'll be like, "It's the it's a smiley that uh, is a guy trying to exit out of a editor." Uh. The transporter or transponder doesn't, like, set a... Does it set a flag or something? Is it, there might be a reason that it's not multi-usable. Transpo. There nope, there is no other weird code. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's anything complicated going on there or not at all. Uh, at all. I'm just going to mark it multi-usable. And that should have done it. And sorry, folks. People have been asking about that for weeks. Um, let's see Linguini says So Jake Does this sound pretty accurate For the amount of bullshit That goes on at conventions And then he uh, Links to a thing Where a guy says The title of it is Booted from Dragon Con Huh uh, Paid for a booth But in a poorly lit Section of the room With a giant pillar Announced where You know Um you know, we have had really good luck. So this was somebody getting screwed over by the Dragon Con organi- So, Dragon Con I like I love Dragon Con and so I w- I would not say that it was poorly organized because it isn't poorly organized, but it it is very much a fan and volunteer run thing and so I don't know that I I don't know that I believe the experience of being an exhibitor at Dragon Con in their Exhibit Hall, which is very much not the point of Dragon Con, would be a very good experience, necessarily. Um, We, so, we have not so much gotten jerked around at Comic Con as like, the first year was just crazy, because we were trying to follow all of the rules that they set forth, and the rules don't make any sense, and they're nuts, and they, like, they would you know, say, all right, these forms have to be uh, downloaded from our website and turned in by, you know, May 1st. And the forms were posted to the website on June 1st, right? Just, like, yeah. a bunch of shit like that happened. But then we got there and set up, and they didn't fuck with us at all, and it turned out to just not be a big deal, and we learned which of the, which of the rules we could ignore. I mean, it says in the rules that you have to have on hand a sample of of all of the material that is used to make your booth that is accessible to the fire marshal to set on fire to demonstrate that it is fireproof. And we did that for several years. We, well, yeah, we did, We just had some stuff. It was like, all right, well, here's some wood. Uh, mm. That's fireproof, right? <laughs> um, uh, we bought... So we bought a can of fire retardant coating for shit and then... Kept some material around that was sprayed with that stuff. Because, like, you know, theoretically, the rest of the stuff could have gotten some on it. Right. Um, but it's like, we're not going to spray everything in the booth down with flame. Re- oh, sorry, we had to spray that, these T-shirts that we're selling you down with flame-retardant goo. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, so so that was weird. There was a lot of, like, and this made a lot of sense, the way that we were thinking about how we would run a convention where people had booths. So you could file for a variance if you wanted something in your booth to be tall. Uh, And then what they would do is they would try to position people where it's like, I want the right side of my booth to be tall, and another guy's like, I want the left side of my booth to be tall. So they put you together so that your variances don't interfere with each other's line of sight. But it turns out that nobody pays a goddamn bit of attention to any of that. And so people do crazy shit that didn't – you know. So what we ended up doing was we had to build like a thing for our booth because we were tired of sticking to the height limits and just being dwarfed by the booths on either side of us. We're like, you know what? Fuck this. We're just going to build a thing that sticks way the fuck up above the top of the booth and we'll construct it such that we can shorten it if they come and hassle us about it. But like they don't because they just don't care.
0: Yeah. And it it turns out that being the one one who follows the written rules just kind of gets you screwed over and you have to just
1: wait and see what all the actual rules are. We're in the same spot exactly. again, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, we've been it we've, we've, the first couple of years, they put us in a kind of an inappropriate section. Now we're over with all the web comics, which is better. It's, I think that might have been where we asked to be. Because we would, uh, the video game booths tend to be giant things or not there at all. And so we would, we don't make any sense in the video games section. Yeah. Um. But we got the, you know, we got Fuzzy Balls' booth over in where it needs to be, and we we because we have a little bit of seniority now, we get the, we get the same booth, uh, consistently from year to year, and it's, it's, you know, it's great. We got a, we got a good position, and uh, yeah, I don't know, it, you know, we've, we've, we've gotten it down at this point. You know, it's, it is so much less stressful than it used to be. Uh, the one, the one sort of dicking over that we got was the year that some parent complained. About a drug reference in the Choose Your Own Adventure, and it caused them to pull, you know, $4,000 worth of these promotional Choose Your Own Adventures off of the table and say that they weren't going to give them away for us anymore. <laughs> and we went down there, and I shouted some obscenities at the guy, and then Hot Stuff convinced him to put the things back on the table by being calm and
0: measured. That was the, I uh... I didn't really... Screw this, I'm going to go smoke some herbs...
1: Yeah, screw this I'm going to go smoke some herbs and that, was what, that was what got us removed from the table So what we did there And this actually saves us some money in the long run uh, It was We put a smaller promotional thing on the table That has nothing that's even remotely offensive on it And it just says come to our booth If you want to get a choose your own adventure yeah That was the other thing The first year We got We we made this Choose your own adventure And they were like Alright so if you want Something on the freebie table You have to submit it For us to go over And approve the content Before such and such a date So we got the thing done But that date They kept putting it off And putting it off And putting it off And not getting back to us On whether or not It was approved Until it was too late To get it It would have been too late To get it printed So we got them all printed Thousands of dollars worth Of these books And then they emailed us that said yeah we didn't have time to read your book so we're not going to allow you to put it on the freebie table Uh, and it's like fuck you and so we just went down there with the boxes and we were like hey is this where we give you stuff to put on the freebie table and the like nice guy that was working there just this old guy that was a volunteer was like yep i'll take them and then they were there right it's like all right well i mean that's what we get for trying to do yeah in general the individual people that you work with at comic-con are are great right and they're helpful but every once in a while you get one guy that's like a petty tyrant syndrome and situations like that just bring out the absolute worst in me i i cannot stand a guy who gets a little bit of power and then just completely fills himself up with it you can't resist the urge to try and use logic on them i can't i can't and then and then i get the cops called on me and it's a big mess good time i i i won that confrontation so i i don't have an i don't have any regrets about that particular one yeah where the guy was no sorry outdoors is closed no <laughs> uh, no i'm pretty sure you can't do that um, <clears throat> fucking bouncers goddamn bouncers at bars man
0: Ugh. They're all, hey, you can't bring that dog in here. You're like, that's not a dog, that's your mom. And then they punch you. Bastards. Yep. Bastards one and bastards all. You should quit you trying to take here. your it's... fucking dog
1: everywhere. And you should clean up after it. Yep. Yeah. Man, did I, I told you, we, I don't remember if we talked about this on the radio or not, but uh, there was this cafe that I went to that was down the street from the place that we stayed in San Francisco this last time that had this sign that was just this total, like, Passive-aggressive-against-the-city bullshit About how, like, yeah, uh, because some people complained We are forbidden by health codes to allow dogs in the cafe So you can't bring your dogs in here anymore Uh, However, state law requires us to allow guide dogs in But does not require us to check To validate that a dog is actually a guide dog So if you tell us it's an assistant, you know, like, whatever then we we have to let the dog in here, and I just it made <laughs> me just despise the people at that cafe, like, you know, y- y- you like I am not as much of a Democrat as you are in terms of things like health codes, right? right? Like this is this is a thing that like I feel is potentially too restrictive, and you think well this is a great thing that you know that libertarians fail to see the value in or whatever, and it's like. You seriously are being assholes about a rule that stops animals that run all over the place eating and stepping in their own shit from being in a place where you sell food. Like, really, that's that's enough of an impingement on your freedoms that you have to be a prick about it? See, but you get the, like, <clears throat> fallacy of comparing dogs to children
0: thing with that argument. Because some there was an article I think maybe Metafilter a long while back about how there was a people were sick of seeing dogs in the grocery store like the little little like purse rat dogs all the way up to you know like you go into your local organic free trade whatever with your pit bull who's a misunderstood creature blah 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 and people were going that's kind of gross dogs are kind of dirty and you don't want them in the store and the responses were all yeah, well, you can bring your fucking toddler in there and they can take their hand out of their butt and touch the apples and shit, so why can't I bring my dog in there? It's like, but kids are people in a way that dogs aren't. And I yeah. think it, it takes a special breed of delusion to, to put them on the same level.
1: Well, I mean, you run into like, OK, so then should it be against the against the rules to go into a grocery store if you have a cold because you might sneeze on stuff and make somebody sick? And I and I guess, you know, if you if your goal is to if your goal is to prevent people from getting sick, then the end result of that thinking is that, well, what we should do is we should just take all the people with weak constitutions and weak immune systems and prevent them from breeding. Right. 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 So that's a uh, you know because the slope is nice and slippery. But
0: I I think you could you could say like there is a non zero chance that any given person in a grocery store has some poop on their hands. Right. It is guaranteed that every single dog that's walking around on the ground that goes into a grocery store has shit on its paws and
1: probably tongue. Right, and Left unattended would probably jump over the counter and just start eating shit out of the salad bar. Right. Right, in a way that a baby wouldn't be able to. Right. I guess. I mean I maybe mean, probably would. I mean, like I guess if you left a kid alone in a restaurant long enough, he would find his way up into the up into the tray of pudding in the salad bar and just go yeah, to I guess
0: if you're gonna say, would you rather have the like shittily behaved child or well-behaved dog then you go well yeah maybe the well-behaved dog but what i would rather have is no dogs in a place where there's food and everybody keep an eye on your fucking kids yep
1: eh, i don't know man i mean i get not one the man to tell you what to do but like eh, i don't know there was some talking out of both sides of their mouth there
0: how did you feel right. about the uh That bar that we went to in L.A. when you came out to visit me, the smoking ban had just gone through in California, and that particular bar had all the coasters had the edges turned up to be ashtrays, and that was just their kind of, like, sign to those in the know that they didn't care if you smoked in there.
1: Yeah, I mean there was some of that. Uh, I feel like everywhere that there, there has been a smoking ban, you know, there were there were a lot of bars that resisted it. And I mean, I you know, we've clearly lost that fight. I mean, I I don't know. That you know, that's a that's a good question. Like because because I don't care about dogs and I think you should be allowed to smoke mm-hmm. in bars, maybe I maybe I failed to see Contradictions in my own viewpoints about things. I mean, I think that's fine, right? If they want to, if they want to let people smoke, I think you should be able to let people smoke in your fucking bar if you're a bar owner and you want to, right? Yeah, like I the same way that I think if you that. want a no dogs at all policy in your bar, like, I like, I feel like maybe if you have a if you want to have a no Jews policy in your bar, it's your right to do so. But at that point, it's also everybody else's right to just kick your ass for being an asshole, right? You know, it's like.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that when when all of the bans were coming into effect, I kind of railed against, these are people that own their property, and they're servicing their customer base, and they should be able to do whatever they want and drive away whatever people and choose whatever people they want. But I can't deny that it's way more pleasant, even back when I was a smoker, to go into a bar where you have to go outside to smoke, and it's not that big a deal to go outside to smoke. It's like disagreeing with it on that like
1: yeah. intellectual level, but I also have to admit that it's kind of nice. So well, sure, okay. I mean, when I when I smoked uh, when I smoked cigarettes, I mean, the thing is, I wasn't even smoking when these bands were going through for the most part, right? I mean, I had the occasional like really brief relapse or whatever, but like now, I so many people that I know smoke cigarettes, and I like to smoke cigars when I go out drinking. And so basically at this point I can only go to bars where they have outdoor table service. Yeah. Right? And that sucks. I mean, there's one like I am kind of sick of pranksters, but there isn't any place else like that around that mm. is as good as it, right? So it, it it is it is limiting like sure, I guess I guess I don't know that I I probably would rather be in a bar where there was no smoke than in a bar where there was smoke. But I don't know, because I, basically, since the smoking ban, never am inside at bars. Do you suppose that
0: eventually they would have gotten the same result if they had just let the market handle it? That people would have gradually, the non-smokers in a bar would have outnumbered the smokers to the point where... The bartender would have felt more
1: comfortable just having a no-smoking policy bar-to-bar? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know if it would have changed—I don't know if it would have changed any owners' minds. I'm sure there were some owners that would—it's hard to take that hit, though, right? Like, you know—you know that if you—if you forbid smoking, that certain people who drink at your bar are going to stop going there. Sure. Sure. Right, because smoking cigarettes is a thing that you do at a bar if you smoke cigarettes, right? And it just it always has been and always will be. And you don't know that you're going to pull in a new clientele who likes a non smoking bar, right? Yeah. I mean, what I liked was when this and this sucked. I I I disliked the city of Mesa because they passed a smoking ban years in advance of the statewide smoking ban. it was especially bullshit when it varied from city to city because yeah. it would just be like two bars and the one on the north side of the street you can't smoke and the one on the south side of the street you still can. So everybody just left the north bar and started drinking at the south bar. You know, and it's like that that sucks, right? I mean, and it
0: what? would kind of suck if it was, you know, letting the market decide that you wouldn't know until you got there or you'd have to screen all of your bars in advance because you wouldn't
1: know what you're walking into. I mean, I wonder how many people, like I wonder how many bar visits are trying out a new bar versus going to the bar that you've been to a thousand times. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely see your point, but I'm curious. I'm curious how much of a factor that actually is. You know, because we, we'll like if I go to a place where I don't live, I will try out a bunch of new bars. You know, and it's like I, I don't know. You know, it being smoky is kind of like oh they have a douchey jukebox. Yeah, right. It's like eh, whatever. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I don't know, man. Dogs. Smoking.
0: (laughs) How did we get on this? I don't think the dogs should be allowed to smoke in bars. Oh. Unless they're guide dogs
1: for blind people who just quit smoking. Yeah. Oh, is this about following rules? Yeah, this was about following the rules at Comic-Con. Uh, let's see. Keta says, are Baron von Ratzwerth stats still affected by your number of ascensions in Bad Moon? You've mentioned the Bad Moon is supposed to provide a level playing field, so I wonder if this aspect was overlooked or not. Yeah, it totally was overlooked. Um... I think he caps out pretty quick, though, so... I mean, it's a level playing field for anybody with some fairly small number of ascensions, which, you know, I don't know if it's critical that, you know, like, one guy's first Bad Moon run... Baron Von Ratsworth is a few points easier to beat I don't think is going to make the difference
0: because like
1: 10 ascensions worth of player knowledge is going to make a a bigger speed difference and yeah yeah. it's level enough Uh, Blister Guy says is I Want to Destroy You by the Soft Boys one of Scully's favorite songs it seems like he starts shows with it quite frequently
0: there was one night that I put it on to start the show and it just Seem to click as a perfect, getting me in the mood to do a show, which is not yeah. because of the sentiment of the song, but just the way it sounds. I guess like the, the yeah, t- the I, think tempo I, I think I like that. So like,
1: I didn't know it was. I want to destroy you. I thought it was. I will destroy you.
0: I hmm. know it's just I. I, I want to. You know, I may not get around to it. Who are the
1: Soft Boys?
0: They were, like a seventies-ish band that. The lead singer went solo as Robin Hitchcock, and became kind of like a sensitive singer-songwriter dude. I don't know. It was on a random mix that uh, our friend Charlie, who knows things about music, put, gave me one day, back in the day. But yeah, and it just kind of randomly came up in my mix, and like you know, this would be great to start the show with. So I just kind of, I start the show with it every time now, and hopefully nobody's getting sick of it.
1: Mm. If well are, i mean there aren't that many podcast. people to listen live so can't be too many people getting sick of it yep uh, Gamelli says are there any panels events or previews you guys are especially looking forward to at comic con this year or folks you'd really like to see stop by the kol booth is this going to be the year that felicia day stops by and plants a big smooch on someone's kisser <laughs> uh, i don't know uh i've never actually met felicia day I, she played KOL for a while, so, like, that's a person that I would be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I, I heard you on an interview, and uh, you seem cool, and also uh, I heard that you heard of this thing that I made, so, hey, how's it going? I'm Zach. Were you not Is there? What would, that's what I would say.
0: One, the year that she was just starting to really blow up, she came by the booth. and uh, then, like, Yeah, I was not there. Back when she could just kind of walk around without an entourage. And said, oh, yeah, hey, I played this game. And I said, cool, I, I really enjoyed your acting work. And then Kevin stepped up and took it from there and was real smooth for a while, like he does. Yeah, so, he said he's another... talked to her
1: a bunch of times, uh, like which uh, at various cons and stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so the panels, events, and previews thing, I have basically gotten to the point where... I don't even try to go to anything at Comic Con because yeah. everything involves sitting in a line on a floor for two hours. Anything that I've heard uh, of enough that I want to go see it, everybody else wants to go see it too. Yeah, and and it's like, well, I I can't commit. I, you know, what the fuck else am I doing, right? Because I'm not. I don't work the booth. I mean, I pace around the floor a lot and just look at stuff uh and try to deal with the kind of crazy sensory overload and i think i think that that's good i think that that's good for me creatively to see all of that shit you know <laughs> but uh, you know who i would like to meet is uh like ken levine uh it'd be cool if ken levine stopped by the booth and you know it could happen warren warren Spector came by last year
0: yeah um, Phil Spector didn't and for that i was grateful
1: uh, Phil Hendry. If Phil Hendry came by the booth, uh, we wouldn't even know it was him because he'd be talking in like eight different voices. It was pretty rad when uh, Christopher Moore came by. Except, oh, did, that, that happened too while well, I wasn't there.
0: Yeah, except uh, that chick you used to hang around with kind of jumped on him, and so <laughs> nobody got to talk to him really. But it was cool. To yeah, meet,
1: that kind of that kind of happened with Will Wheaton the first time too. Um, I'm sure we'll say hi to Will Wheaton. He's I, a good uh,
0: dude. How do you feel about? trying to get the kickstarter link for the comic to some of those people once it exists does that set off your yeah meter like people that we've at least had contact with once or twice
1: no i mean you know i we could send it to you know we could send it to boing boing or whatever if they have a submissions thing
0: like if i were to put on like my google plus like hey plus felicia day Remember Kingdom of Loathing? We're doing a comic I don't know. Yeah, it, sure. Like, yeah. I'm sure Frontalot will propagate it for us. Yeah, apparently he knows the Kickstarter guys, so he's mm. he's talking to them to see if I can get through their approval process a little quicker. He's done
1: something on there recently, right? Like, he did yeah, a, he raised, like a like, video?
0: He raised 20000 in pledges in, like, a week. Uh, for what? To fund, well, he was asking for ten thousand to make a video, and said if it's funded at twenty thousand, I'll make three videos.
1: Okay, so looks like he's doing it. Yeah, he, his tweets seem to indicate that he is filming videos now. Yeah, uh, I don't have a sense of when he's gonna get here. It's got to be pretty soon, though.
0: Yeah, he's in LA with those videos, so he should be. Mm. He should be around right quick.
1: Uh, let's see. Other folks I'd really like to see stop by the K.O.L. booth. I don't know. Joss Whedon. Sure. We I were in a room good. with we were in a room with Joss Whedon once, but we weren't allowed to talk to him.
0: Ben Edlund is at a booth near us, and I've talked to him a little bit. He's a mensch. Uh, if Lor Schoberg's there, I wouldn't mind talking to him a little bit again.
1: Yeah, I like. I went so far as to introduce myself to him, but that's that's as far as it got. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, don't well, know. I wonder if he will be there. He he's in LA. It I it seems like it, I don't know that I would be that excited about attending Comic Con uh, like more than once every several years if I wasn't exhibiting.
0: Yeah. At it. I agree. You get to the point like, okay, I've walked to the floor. Maybe I've been here before. I know this room and I've walked this floor.
1: And you get to where you feel like you've seen everything there is to see. It's always fun though. Yeah, it is. It is. Um I you know, I like I you know, maybe I should just like pick the things that I want to see. Although every time I'm like, you know what? This is the year I'm going to go to something. I'm going to go to one of these panel discussions or whatever. And it turns out that that's the one that there is an 8-hour line for. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh man And then somebody gets stabbed in the eye Yep It is weird, though, like And, and what they talked about last Was that last year that that thing happened? Yeah uh, the, the, the police who came forward and said No, 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 guys, you d- do not Freak out about these people Like, in a crowd this size, it is amazing That that doesn't happen once an hour This uh-huh. is like the best behaved crowd That anybody ever gets to work with uh, Especially in that close of quarters Yeah, and that's totally true Which makes which makes the exhibiting thing, you know, pretty painful Because the people who are exhibiting there are by and large cool There was that one prick next to us Selling the, you know, it was like one of the sort of old guard Selling animation cells uh-huh. From Disney movies or whatever And he was always kind of an asshole about booth stuff
0: If uh, we had anything that was a like an inch Encroaching into his space
1: Yeah Um but I don't know, you know, I mean, I think the people, the people who've been exhibiting there for 20 years are are eh, justifiably kind of pissed about the way the way that this has gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just not their thing anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I can imagine feeling sad about that if you were an old man, you know?
0: Yeah, if you were someone who's sitting there like, I have comic books for sale to comic book collectors, and you get, like, 10 people a day come by, you yeah. know?
1: All right, well, I think everybody is waiting on me to go to dinner, so I'm also going to wait on me to go to dinner, but I'm going to wait uh, zero more minutes, if that's okay with you, Mr. Skelland.
0: Sounds good. Um, oh, I uploaded the July 4th show oh, to, okay. the, to the share, to, and I'll, I'll put tonight's up
1: right Alrighty. about now.
0: I'll do it. So uh, I'll see you in, like, two days, and we'll see the rest of you on Monday.